Hello everyone, welcome to the second Q&A that I am hosting um, in my Facebook group where we have mamas joining in to learn about what they can do for themselves and their babies nurturing themselves and their babies. So I'm going to get started with tonight's topic is sleep for colic and acid reflux. This is, this is going to be stuff that people don't often talk about because biggest one is acid reflux is something that a lot of the sleep programs out there say, well, you have to kind of actually figure out the solution to this issue before starting any sleep training program. Why? The why is what I learned when I went through acid reflux with Ethan. And that is because those babies will not sleep on their backs. (laughs) As soon as that milk comes back up and burns their little throats, just like when we get acid reflux after we've ate too much or or whatever, um, that baby doesn't want to sleep on their back anymore. This is also something that um, can bother babies even with them sleeping on their stomachs. I tried sleeping Ethan on his stomach for the acid reflux and it did not make a difference. The only thing that made a difference, guys, was placing him on my chest sleeping upright. I'm not talking about sitting 90 degrees. You know, I can kind of was able kind of able to lounge back and um, relax a bit and have him on my chest and he slept the longest that way. I want to start out by sharing that because we can feel very guilty as moms if we're not doing everything that the mainstream media is telling us what to do for our babies to help them grow the best. The problem with this is that it doesn't work for every single baby and it's not the best thing for every single baby. Um, I lost my train of thought after that now. But, um, so yeah, so for Ethan, my son, sleeping him on my chest gave him the, gave him more rest. It prevented the um, acid reflux from happening, from bothering his throat. Um, and it helped calm down the constant need every single 10 minutes to nurse, which is a lot on a mama's body. Um, constantly nursing every every 10 minutes in those early first six weeks, there's um, your milk is establishing and it's hard to establish it when you have a baby constantly nursing. So... We need to make sure that we do not feel guilty for um, not doing things in the mainstream way. We have to do what's absolutely best for our little ones. And if we're going to talk about many different options we have for helping our babies sleep. So let's get into it. So I've kind of started with uh, the acid reflux. So I'm going to talk about all of the um, solutions that... Um, are options for mamas out there looking for some relief. So we've got um, some homeopathics and homeopathics are really cool because they basically are mimicking what's already in our body, 
but what's already in our body either might be lacking or it might be overactive. So it kind of helps bring homeostasis slash balance to the body. Um, I learned about a cell salt, which is a um, even easier, easily digestible, I think that's how I need to say it, um, homeopathic remedy. And it dissolves super fast. So, Natrium Foss, N-A-T-R-U-M-P-H-O-S. This is something that is naturally occurring in our body, but babies, some babies, um, a lot more than we we think, um, have a lack of this. Um, And so all you have to do is take a pellet during a feed and slip it into the baby's mouth, kind of under the tongue um, as they they nurse. You could also um, dissolve it with a little bit of water and rub it on your nipple and the baby will also get it that way. If you bottle feed, you can very easily plop two pellets into that bottle for that feed and baby will get it then also. This is so cool, guys. It was the most effective thing for, for Ethan's acid reflux. Um, it, it took like a week total to see a huge difference. Um, again, he had other issues going on, so I did not see this um, huge, humongous change in his sleep other than he wasn't waking up screaming every 10 minutes because his throat was burning. He, he wasn't having that indigestion so often. I'm going to check out my comments here, make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, I hope you guys, if you're commenting in here, it's not loading for me. And um, if I don't get to them now, I'll get to them after the live, okay? All right, so let's talk about another uh, remedy for acid reflux and chamomile tea. Chamomile tea is a wonderful, um, very, very gentle herb. Um, Make sure I'm still recording here on my podcast. There we go, yeah. Um, It's very, very gentle herb, super safe, super... Uh, helpful for the digestive system, the central nervous system, um, and uh, it actually, if your baby's teething, super awesome to calm the gums down. I still give it to Ethan to this day. I started when he was, yeah, like two months. Yeah, two months old. Super, super, super effective for the... um, acid reflux I found that we needed to give him a bottle once in a while and to calm that tummy down a bit for some overnight sleep the chamomile tea along with the nat- the natrium foss and some other things to help the other issues that he was dealing with was so so helpful and it gave me peace of mind because it was gentle it wasn't disturbing the um, ever-growing immune system, digestive system that happens as soon as baby uh, is in this world. Um, The other 
remedy I wanted to talk about kind of something that helps the internal but we're moving into more external um, things that we can use um, remedies we can use is burping so when your baby has acid reflux we don't want to like as soon as that baby's done feeding we don't want to pat that baby's back until they burp um, it can be really tempting to like give a good pat to your baby's back to get that burp out so that they will calm down and go to sleep and then we can get some rest but it's really important to not rush that process um, because we can bring on acid reflux. Um, so one thing you can do um, halfway down the baby's back, kind of at the base of their ribs. Um, so if you, you'll be able to find it, guys. You can feel their bones pretty easily. But you just go in a clockwise motion, just with your t- first two fingers um, or middle two fingers, whatever is easiest, depending on how you're holding your baby just gently rub and it's such a soothing spot because that is where um so many nerves meet and um is connected to the stomach the digestive system um and the more we soothe that the better digestion baby will have okay um so another thing externally don't stop feeding your baby when your baby has acid reflux they cannot help when the acid reflux comes on We need to let go of the strict schedules, the strict routines of feeding our baby, sleeping our baby, playtime with our baby, because they aren't on a schedule. It's good to have the routine. It's good to have that um, routine to kind of fall back on if things are kind of crazy and you're not really sure what's going on with baby. It helps them develop their circadian rhythm, etc. There's a lot of benefits to it. But when we're so stressed about sticking to that schedule, we are not... Um, allowing for our motherly instincts to kick in and help us determine what to do, uh, what's going to be best for a baby in that in that scenario. So don't stop feeding your baby. Oh, they, we don't want to leave them in com- in discomfort. Um, the, your approach might be different, and that's that's fine. But my experience with all the things that I experienced with Ethan. Don't stop feeding your baby, guys. Um, so what was the other thing now before I move on to the next topic for this? Um, yes, so swings. So sleeping your baby in certain positions and what you sleep them in. This is such a controversial topic, and I am going to admit I'm pretty nervous because I'm going to talk about it. Um, I'm going to go for it. So, I did not sleep Ethan technically, quote-unquote, safe. Um, I tried, but he wouldn't sleep. And I kept being told, well, you you need to be rested so your baby can, so you can help your baby the best, the best you can. Well, how am I supposed to do that when my baby doesn't sleep? So basically what we did is um, we tried a number of different things that kind of fit within our budget. We tried three bassinets before we finally caved and, uh, well, caved, before we decided to use a swing. Um, this is super common 
that for the first four months of a baby's life, that they're sleeping in a swing or something like a mamaroo. If you don't know what a mamaroo is, put it in the Google. It is awesome. <laughs> it is so awesome. It is the thing that Ethan slept the longest in. Um, and there is safety straps you can, and an infant insert you can put in there. No, it is not recommended um, to sleep in there, sleep your babies in there, nor swings. However, with a baby with acid reflux, you have to prop them up in order for them to be able to sleep. You can try a um, an acid reflux pillow, um, but depending on the severity of the acid reflux for your baby, that may not work. So, Mama Roo's, um awesome. There are some swings that, um, you, again, you can strap them into. Um, and they're slightly elevated so that the acid reflux does not affect the baby as much. Um, so we personally, again, we had the mama root, and then we also had a Graco swing. There's one Graco glider swing bassinet that I intend to, uh, yeah, I intend to get for this next baby that's coming at the end of April. It's kind of, um, it's safer. It's, in, in my eyes, it's safer. It's got um, some more buildup around it that, that baby sinks into um, and then some space beyond that. Um, so that, that brings me some comfort. So the reason why we would do this is because in the first four months is because it mimics the womb. Our babies have been in there for nine, ten months um, and they're just cozy and moving all the time um moving in the in the the water in our uterus all the time right um the amniotic fluid and as soon as they come out it's a huge shock the way i like to think about this is if you've been on a roller coaster (laughs) um or you've been like driving for a really long time, or you've been in the ocean for a really, really long time, you come out, or you get out of the vehicle, or you get off the roller coaster, and you're like, whoa, I still feel like I'm in there. And it takes a while to reset. Now, it doesn't take um, you as long as to reset from something like that as a baby does. Um, But for the first four months, our babies just are not aware of what is going on around them um it wasn't until Ethan turned four months that we actually noticed he was becoming aware of his surroundings and and it was interesting to him before that it was I don't know where I am I don't recognize this this isn't mommy where's my mommy so Keep that in mind when you decide, when you are deciding what to sleep your baby on in. The other thing that we did is Ethan slept on me a lot. He was in extreme discomfort. Um, My mama instincts could tell and his daddy was able to tell that also. Um, And um, him laying kind of on his tummy against me, against my chest, was... um, very effective um 
And so the other thing that became very helpful once the acid reflux um, calmed down a little bit with the natrium foss was side-lying. I was side-lying, Ethan was sleeping next to me, and I was able to nurse him through the night. I would switch sides, um, depending on Ethan's tolerance to it, um, and that's how we got a lot more sleep than what we were getting. Um, Ethan used to wake up every, uh, like, half an hour during the night to 45 minutes for a feed, um, so I was thankful for the extra stretch rather than every 10 minutes, but it was still so so tiring if you guys don't understand how our sleep cycles work it takes us half an hour to 45 minutes to actually fall into a deep sleep so when you're constantly sleeping in an alert a slightly alert um state you don't really rest all right well that is the acid reflux part we're gonna move on to colic remedies for colic okay So if you have a baby that has acid reflux and colic, it is hard. And I want to take a minute and say, I have been in those shoes. It is the hardest thing I've ever been through. And I have been through a lot with my own health and then challenges in life. Um, Really try to take, take note Um, just follow your instinct, your mama instinct to decide what's going to be best for you and your baby. Um, this is not something that you just kind of, oh, here's a solution and it's going to work. It's going to take some time, um, for you and for baby and for those around you. It was a huge adjustment for my husband. You know, we were super close and then all of a sudden this baby needed me. 24 7 like 24 7 um quiet sleep it took away communication um it was really really hard on my significant other my husband adam so give yourself grace and really try to just focus on loving yourself loving your baby and loving those who are willing to help you through this time willing to be there with you through this time because it's really easy to have the desire to just walk away from it because it is a hard scenario so let's move on to colic the remedies for colic um just before i move into that the uh there's just a comment says the fourth trimester the fourth trimester yes that is um if if, like i just want to mention if you guys are not aware of that look it up um but basically that's the the fourth trimester is kind of the time after baby like once baby is born um it's it's still like having another month of pregnancy but external pregnancy is that that's how i describe it um through my experience but you can look that up all right let's move into colic so homeopathics um and some other things that we can use for internal um relief for baby um sorry about that guys I have my notifications muted. 
but I don't. So let's talk. Okay. Chamomile tea. Again, this is like my go-to herb. Guys, it's so gentle. It soothes those um, rumblies in the tumbly. <laughs> That's how I always say it. Um, it. Soothes the rumblies in baby's tummy. If they're having funky stools, it will help help that bit. Um, the homeopathics. So if you're in my Facebook group, I have a colic unit. Make sure you go in there and you can see the uh, extensive list of colic remedies that I have. The one I want to mention on this podcast is um, by Dr. Reckwig. And... Of course, now I can't remember it. I always remember it other than when I need to bring it up. So I'm going to put it in Google really quick here. Colic homeopathic remedy. Dr. Reckwig. So it is R37. It's got a little picture of, um, it's like a teardrop. Um with uh it's kind of like the baby the the, t- the baby the teardrop looks like bloated um but remember r37 and that's the lifesaver for colic it was the most effective we've tried we tried the camilla um by boyron we tried colic drops um we tried every homeopathic under the moon for um for the colic we even tried opal now opal comes across as a very natural thing (laughs) remedy for colic it is not it is still medicated um and it was recalled (laughs) when when we were giving it to Ethan and he got sick he got so sick unfortunately and oh man it it worked you guys but the guilt that I carried the um sadness that I had that now I created another issue for my baby it it ate me up um That might not be something that would eat you up, but yeah, just sharing that portion. So R37 by Dr. Reckwig. It's a very, very effective, very cost effective. If you're going to put your money somewhere, put it into that. It's it's really not that expensive Um, and it lasts so long and it's so, so, so effective. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that. Um, the other thing with colic is we want to be burping our babies because they have a hard time getting the gas out themselves. There's just so much gas, um, with the colic, um, whether that be because of a tongue and lip tie or whether that be because, um, of an improper latch, um, usually that's tied to a tongue and or lip tie. And then, um... That was the other thing. And then, so for Ethan, he had a true sensitivity to sulfuric foods. So I actually had to not eat sulfuric foods um, in order to calm his um, 
colic down. So that meant I wasn't able to have eggs. Um, broccoli, I could not have a lot of at all. And um, there is another supplement that I was taking called Sulfurzyme um, that I w had to stop taking for a while because I did notice an impact um, from that on Ethan and his colic. Um, so we want to help that baby by burping that baby. Again, go down to that um, low back, mid, sorry, mid back at the base of the ribs, low on the ribs, and just gently rub that baby's back. Go in a bigger um, area, like a bigger circle than what I mentioned for the acid reflux because we need a little bit more help for babies with colic. Um, sleeping together is really helpful. That connection that mom and baby has with that skin to skin is absolutely amazing. It, your baby could be having like, I'll take teething for example, we just, we're just going through molars with Ethan and as soon as he touches mommy, it's okay. He can put the soother in and the pain is not as bad. Same with colic. As soon as I picked up Ethan, most of the time, a lot of times not, um, there would be some sort of soothe for him. Ba sleeping baby on the tummy. Some babies, you guys, cannot handle sleeping with their mamas. Um, they need their space to move, sleep, whatever. Um, so that is totally fine. Make sure that when you're sleeping them on their tummy, you try to implement the safety recommendations that are out there. So a nice tight um, sheet on their mattress, a firm mattress. No, uh, no stuffed animals, no pillows, no blankets. Um, you can have soothers around as um, it is uh, it reduces the risk of SIDS. Um, what was the other thing? Right, okay. So we've been moving into the external um, things for colic. Um, really important to check for a tongue and lip tie. They are so common these days because the folic acid, um, even folate that's in our prenatals is too high. Um, it's being linked to tongue and lip ties. Um, this pregnancy, I was so blessed to be able to um, see a specialist where they were very educated about prenatals. And I'm actually not taking a prenatal. I am on the supplement Cal Meg C A L M A G, and it's by Natural Factors. And then I eat a very whole uh, food diet um, to make sure I'm getting lots of vitamins and minerals um, and other nutrients that I need. For pregnancy. I'm also on an herbal remedy. Now, not everyone is able to do this. However, the if you're taking your prenatal and you are feeling sick, no matter the size of the prenatal, it might be a sign that it's 
too much for your body. Um, that can be the folic and the folate as uh, folate levels in your prenatal, but there can it can also be many other things. So take that information with a grain of salt and do a little bit of research. But if your baby has a tongue lip tie, push and push and push and push. If it hurts to nurse, if it feels like your baby, um, your baby's tongue is like flossing your nipple, that was my experience. If your ba- baby is nibbling your nipple, that is also a sign. If your baby is drib- constantly dribbling milk uh, while they feed out of their mouths, that's another sign. Colic is a sign of a tongue and lip tie because if without a proper latch, that baby sucks back a lot of air. Um, so consult a pediatric dentist for that who has experience with tongue and lip ties and offer laser uh, tongue and lip tie revision or clip revision. Soothers. So which ones to use? I recommend honestly whatever works, but silicone food grade um, is really good. Um, very, um, it's non-toxic guys, basically. Do your research into that. I'll cover that another time, but right now, if you need to know that information right now, start up a chat with me. I've got my phone. You can text me my email and Facebook message. Um, and that's for any time at all, you guys. I want to make sure that I emphasize that I'm here for you. So um, the soothers, um, I also recommend a, like if they have, um, if you notice a little bit of like a tongue and lip tie, try the orthodontic ones because they're a little bit flatter, a little bit smaller for that for baby's mouth. Um, it's easier for them to hold on to it. Um, another external solution is holding your baby in, um, a football hold. So basically you're going to turn your baby on their stomach, on your forearm, support their head, their neck, um, really gently with your, with your palm, with your hand, and then make sure you have your other arm supporting the top. Like we don't want to be dropping babies here and then just rock your baby sometimes that um them facing away from you and that comfortable comforting pressure on their bellies just helps ease things a little bit and ethan was like that sometimes baths you guys baths are (laughs) lifesavers if you ever have an upset tummy the most comforting thing to do is add warmth right so when we put babies into a nice warm bath especially with mama holding them. Um, It's really, really soothing for them and it puts them right back into the womb state so they become really relaxed really fast. Um, Swaddling, if you can swaddle them. Not every baby can be swallowed. Swallowed, oh my gosh. Swaddled. Um... Also, with that swaddling, say we're in we're in the midst of a colic session, is what is what I call it. Um, when your baby is screaming, when they're in the middle of a colic episode, when they are crying without with any kind of soothing that you've tried, um, not working, swaddle your baby nice and tight. Yes, they will still continue to cry. 
dim the lights, turn on some calming music and or sing softly to them. Stay calm. It's so hard to stay calm, but stay calm. And then run their heads under some nice warm water. Either run it under their t- under a tap or have a bucket and just nicely, um, gently run that warm water over their heads and maybe they will calm down, okay? It'll give you and your baby some relief. Um, so some of the other things that are important to remember when we're dealing with colic, this is for ourselves, our, um, on the mama side of things, taking care of ourselves, nurturing our mamas. So understand the facts about colic and purple crying versus the witching hour. I have created um, an infographic for that on my um, Facebook group. So I highly recommend you go and check that out. Um, I've also posted a resource linked to purple crying so that you can see that. And then um, earplugs are okay. I had a really hard time accepting that because I felt like I was ignoring my baby. The fact is when we put our earplugs in, we can still hear our baby. If we're putting our earplugs in and we're walking away, that is one thing. But if we're putting our earplugs in and we're still with our baby holding them and trying to soothe them, we're still being what they need in that moment. Ethan has a really uh, loud voice. So um, I kind of wish that I had used earplugs earlier because that level of screaming just sends you into a different universe where you can't hear anything else that's going on outside of it and you're not necessarily able to be calm and think straight in it because it is just such an overwhelming sound. So earplugs are okay, mama. Mindset is everything. This is such a hard thing because I know it's going to be easy for me to say because I'm out of it right now. Um, But being in it is totally different. Take a breath and hear this and remember that our goal is not to reach the mainstream ideas of how our babies should be, how they should be sleeping, how they should be feeding, how they should be held, um, how they should be handling, wake time, all of it. It's so different when you have a baby with colic and acid reflux. All those, all those mainstream rules go out the window. So focus on right now. Focus on, okay, what can I do for my baby right now? For the situation that they are in. For the situation that I am in. Do I need help? Do I have help? Right? Um, does my baby need to be held? 
Do I need to sit down and not worry about those dishes that aren't getting cleaned? Do I need to just sit down and not worry about if the dog is chewing on something they shouldn't? You get to decide what is the most important thing to you, but please make sure that it feels morally right for you and that you're following your mama instinct because we're loving on our babies the most when we're following our motherly instincts. It's not going to look perfect every time. It's not going to feel successful every time. And it is so dang hard. And I really hope that you can find your own kind of peace in this time. Very last thing that I will mention for colic is swings for overnight sleep again. You guys, don't be afraid of sleeping your baby in a swing. They're on their back. They are visible. Um, they don't have any... What's the word I'm looking for? External objects that could be blocking their airways, etc. I know this is so controversial and you might have your own like different experience. That's fine. I just want to make sure that mamas who feel like this could be a really good option for them that they know that there's many other mamas doing it sleep your baby however your instincts tell you to sleep them that's what I'll end with (laughs) well mama I hope that you found this helpful I hope that you feel some relief. I really, really hope you feel some relief. If you need more support, I am here for you. Okay. This is, this is my job. This is what I am putting my passion into my extra time into because I cannot stand another day knowing that there might be another mama struggling through this motherhood journey, which can be so beautiful. Um, and so uniquely individual Um, I just can't stand to watch anyone else suffer through it. So I am here for you. Please text me. Please email me. Please message me on Facebook. Um, Please join our Facebook group, Nurtured Mamas and Babies with Jamie Jonkman. um, And stay up to date on the podcast. Um, I'll be making sure that I upload lots of free content. Um... And then this week we have um, releasing of some of the courses that I have been working my butt off to prepare for you um, to have that extra support so that it's your one-stop shop for uh, everything you need for the, the situation that you and your baby are in right now. So please message me if you need it. I'm never going to stop saying that over and over. Um, and go and get some rest. Go love your baby. Go love your husband. Go love your caregiver. Um, go love yourself and love Jesus. Um, and know that you are loved. That you are being held right now. That your baby loves you so much for loving on them. All right, everyone. 
I will check back in the comments later. Um, have a wonderful night. Have a restful night. I'm out. <laughs>